0: This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older.
1: Or he's a dick and they were just like, no, you general pop,
0: bitch. <laughs> Have, Have fun you, getting killed with a pencil. Let me just say that there's probably some gold chains and boats involved. Okay.
1: <laughs> For all those from Florida that are listening, that is Shane Sterling <laughs> talking and I told him, no, <laughs> we are not doing anything of the such. Why is it that we can't send him a care package? Because he's going to be killed by the Mexican mafia. I don't <laughs> want a connection to
0: his sorry ass. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paper Stacks,
1: A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. I'm
0: dead. So when you're a little kid with aspirations of one day being in a rock band, you don't think about everything that's going to go into it. Sure, you think about playing in front of tons of fans, hearing them sing your songs back to you, signing autographs, jamming three or four of your buddies into a van or into a bus and travel around the country. Maybe even travel around the world and seeing everything that there is to see based on this music that you've created. But when you're a poor kid from an unnamed trailer park off a dirt road in Villa Rica, Georgia, who's tired of eating potatoes seven meals in a row, you start thinking of a way out. You start thinking that maybe playing in a band could bring you all that awesome stuff, the glitz and the glamour, but maybe it could get you out of this trailer park. Maybe it could get you out of the cycle of being poor as fuck and having to scrounge for cigarette money. Maybe it could get you a way out of this whole situation. So from the time I was 11 years old all the way up until I was 17, I kept this obsession. I wanted my way out. I wanted the glitz and the glamour, but I wanted to find my way out of that trailer park. And when I was 17, I joined my very first band. Now, from the time I was 17 all the way up until I was 28, I played with tons of musicians. And some of these guys were badass. And I could have made music with those guys for years. And some of those guys were not talented at fucking all. And there were times that I wasn't talented at fucking all in this process. But all of these people were in a band with me at one point or another. And I felt as though I was going to bring my music to the world through all of these bands. But when I was 28, I found the band that I was going to be in. I found three other guys that I felt like were making music that spoke to my soul. My guitar player, Chris, my singer, Ray, my bass player, Jimmy. Code Adam was a band that spoke to my soul and spoke to the way that I felt about the world. And I thought that we had music that actually was going to be able to bring our message out there. And we played tons of shows. We actually got to play in front of people. They sang our music back to us. We got to sign autographs. We got to do all the rock star shit. But there was also one thing that we didn't think about in this entire process. All this awesome shit that went into being in a rock band, there was one thing that none of us considered when we very first started. The better and better we got, the more and more shit we accumulated. And every single show that we played, we had to load all that shit every single time. We had to take everything in our practice space down. Two full guitar rigs. All my singer shit, all my drums, tear it down, put it into cases, put in a U-Haul trailer behind my guitar player Chris's truck, and then he would drive it away to the venue. And we did this hundreds of times. We loaded our shit in like a game of Tetris every single time. The drum shit went in first, then the guitar cabs were in, then all the other cases, then we would put the guitars in, and we built this little Tetris Tetris Island type sort of thing inside the fucking trailer every single time. And the rule was, whoever was last to put the shit in the trailer, Closed it down and locked it. And that's just the way it had always been. And then Chris would drive away. Well, one particular night, something changed. And nobody knows what changed. It remains one of the most unsolved mysteries I've ever been a part of to this day. So this night we had loaded all our shit just like normal. Put the drums in first, put the guitar cases in, or put the guitar cabinets in, then we put the cases in. Everything was going great. We got done putting everything in and I walked back inside because we would all sit down and hang out for just a couple minutes before everybody would leave. And when I did, Ray and Jimmy were still standing out there. Now, whoever was last out there was supposed to close the trailer and lock it. And both of them came back inside. So everybody in the room assumed that everything was fine with the trailer. We hung out for a few more minutes and Chris said, I got to go guys. I'm out. And he got in his truck and he left. Jimmy and Ray made their way out a couple minutes later and It was just a normal night. I went back upstairs and was hanging out with Nikki and Christopher was up there and we were watching television and everything was fine. And about 15 minutes later, I get this absolute fucking frantic phone call from Chris. Who the fuck was the last one to to be behind the trailer? You know the last fucking person who's out there who's closing the trailer is supposed to lock it. What the fuck happened? Why was the fucking trailer not locked? I'm like, Chris, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Slow down. Whoever the fuck was who was out there last did not fucking lock the trailer. And our shit is all over the fucking road. My heart sank when I say we had finally gotten ourselves built up when it came to equipment. We had thousands of dollars of equipment in the back of this trailer. And now my guitar player is telling me that not only did one of our dumbasses not lock the back of the trailer, we left it unlocked. It was sitting wide open. And Chris, when he walked by to get into his truck, did not even notice the back of the trailer being opened and drove off. And now our shit is sitting somewhere between here and 10 miles away from my house. I immediately go into calm the fuck down mode. And I tell Chris, listen, I don't know who it was. It was the last one back there. Ray and Jimmy were still out there when I came inside. But yelling about it and getting pissed off and trying to blame somebody is not going to find our equipment. Now, you need to fucking drive back here. Close the back of the trailer first. Then drive back here. And any equipment you see between here and there, stop and put it in the back of the trailer. I'm going to call Ray and Jimmy. I immediately pick up my cell phone and I'm calling both of them. You guys got to get the puck back here. We've got to go find our equipment. And everybody is in the same state of what the flaming fuck happened. Why was the back of the trailer not closed? Nobody could explain it. Nobody could think about it. And all I could think about it was, God damn it, I finally got the glitz and the glamour. I got my way out, all that shit. And now these motherfuckers have lost all my equipment. So everybody finally makes it back to my house about 10 minutes later. And then we load up in Chris's truck. And then we have to spend... The next three and a half hours, driving between my house and about 10, 12 miles away from my house. And we find the rug that my drums were on, rolled up on the side of the road. A cop actually found my guitar player, or my bass player, Jimmy's bass, in the middle of an intersection, unharmed, in a soft case, which means it didn't have any hard edges to protect it, it just sat in the middle of an intersection, and nobody ran over it. And somebody turned it in to a cop, and everything was fine with it. Our guitar cases strewn across the street. Tons of shit strewn across the street. We spent till 2.30 in the morning looking for this shit until we finally found just about everything. And as we finally got everything loaded back into the car or into the truck and Chris drove away still cussing about the fact that nobody had closed the trailer, all I could think about was I finally made it out. And this is really what it's like to be in a rock band. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at NowThatImOlder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And you can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us if you'd like to support the show at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. You can check out some of the stuff we got over there. If you give to us, we're going to give back to you. You can join Michelle in being one of our badass Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much, Michelle. You absolutely rock. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PodernFamily. Now, Potter Family is a po- family of podcasters who come together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the What's the Frequency pod, the Couple Conjectures pod, and the Joey P. Podject. And this week on episode 128, Paul, what is he good for? You're going to find out about my friend Paul, who. Kind of took a left turn in his life, and me and Kenny spent a little bit of time reflecting on our friendship that we used to have with him and what we expect he's going through now. So check it out. We'll be right back. All right, Ramblers, let's get
1: rambling. We are going to call him Just Paul. No, we're not. I'm calling him William P. Trotter. Just Paul. Paul from Kobe, Florida. <laughs> Okeechobee. Okeechobee, Florida. David, I can't do
0: damn it. David. It. Okay. It's so, right
1: outside of uh, Orlando. Apparently, it's
0: Orlando's hood. <laughs> no, right. I've heard this from other people now. I've been doing research. <laughs> Kenny wants to know about the area. All right. For you guys who don't know what we're talking about, I had a roommate. um... They know if they listen to the show. We talk about Paul all the time. Well, here's the thing, though. No, we talked about Bill all the time. And you now, talked about Bill. I talked about Paul. <laughs> no, you didn't. You've called him Bill up until this point. But the other day, I got a, a message from one of my friends. Um, we'll call him Mike, who sends me a message and says... Do I know this person? No, I don't think oh, okay. you know well, him. Oh. He could have a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Mike. That's oh, okay. why I'm not calling him a fake name. <laughs> no. but anyway, Hi, Mike. He sends me a message that says LOL and sends me a link that says local man caught in dabbing. And the dabbing was in quotation marks. And I'm like, okay, so what's this all about? And Shane is actually giving you this. What Shane found is the follow-up story, just to clarify, so, as the researcher of the show. So what I find is this <coughs> this link, and it has a picture of one of the shittiest people I've ever known in my entire life, Paul. William P. Trotter. <laughs> Which this is public information. We're not sharing anything about him that is not public His birthday knowledge. was in 1980. <laughs> It's in March. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all of this is available on the Florida State Corrections website. Yes it is. And the reason and it's It will available, be for the next 3 years. <laughs> the reason it's available on the Florida Corrections website is according to the article that I got to read Apparently, Paul was a part of a huge drug bust. I like, read seven articles <laughs> where like twenty-seven people were arrested. He was
1: busted in. Like- I am an expert on this case. <laughs> I am about to. I li- am about to light y'all up with facts. So here's what happened. So give us the Law and Order version. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so- right in the listeners' ears. Good job. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean. You guys don't mind.
0: <laughs> so tell us about... Give so, us the law and order. All right, right. here's
1: what happened. So in... A, what is it? Okeechobee? Okeechobee. Okeechobee, Florida. The Late sheriff Okeechobee. decided he wanted to go after people that were doing le- street-level sales indiscriminately, meaning they're selling to just anybody. So whether it's a child, Teenager, whether it's Teenager, whatever, which is right up Paul's alley because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's likely that Paul got ratted on because Paul's an asshole. When he used to... Uh, do pharmaceuticals up here. We'd be over there and he'd be having kids come over. He would like slap them around in front of their friends and like,
0: Make them take it. <laughs> this guy was my roommate for years. And what, what we're, we're what like mid-20s. And these kids are like 18, 19 years old showing up. What Kenny's dancing around is he never had any rent. Like he had a job for 15 minutes of us living together. And then after that, he lost his job and he sold weed. And We have episodes bring... talking about how he got fired from the survey job. <laughs> so I want to go backtrack and find it. So, so he, he would sell to these like... 17, 18 year old kids, and we didn't know like what he was doing in his room ripping and shit them like off. Well, like, like, yeah, I just thought he had some friends coming over because he didn't have a job.
1: He, I knew he, he was doing I was in there. He was like, but he would like he would like slap one of the kids and like it'd be a joke. And nobody else really thought it was funny, but Paul thought it was hilarious. So anyway, as you people have heard from other stories, Paul moved away. Blah blah blah. So they do this roundup. <laughs> and in that roundup, one of the people they nail is Paul. Paul gets caught with sales and distribution of marijuana. That's the initial story. Okay. And I looked it up. These are the actual charges he got. It was weed, possession of under a pound, and intent to distribute. Apparently, he had like a quarter pound. So, they (laughs) set him up for a deal. And he's in there. So, once they get him in there, they go search his home. This is the story you read. Once they came in there, they've already got him in jail. This was in August when he was arrested for dealing. Then in September they go search his house and they find a dab kit where he's making marijuana dabs, which are concentrates for you
0: people that don't know. And uh There are many songs in the hip-hop community about this subject. When
1: you make dabs, you have to have you you squeeze the resin out of the weed and then you put it in a pressurized container. It's kind of dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, which Paul doesn't. <laughs> Paul's a fucking idiot, so trust me, he's not need to be doing chemistry. Shitty person, idiot, check. Heisenberg, this is not
0: <laughs> <laughs> He is not Walter White. Whatsoever. He is not even
1: Jesse, okay.
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome. So we so he's got this kit set up across the hall from his kid, who's three apparently. And so they he, say they list it as his kid. Who knows? It could be some Mexican guy's kid. We don't
0: know. Kenny is, like, when I was talking to Kenny, Kenny was so involved with the details about him having this kid. There's, like, blow torches and this, like, fucking press to take shit out of the weed. He's all up into it. And I'm like, and he's got a three-year-old kid. And Kenny goes, he doesn't have a three-year-old kid. There was just a kid in the house. He <laughs> can't like, be Paul's, He can't reproduce. <laughs> he's like a I'm
1: hybrid. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> like half Sasquatch or some shit.
1: Fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i'm That's like I'm, I'm like no kenny you need to fucking read the article again i was like reading is key dude you have to go through the I, I still thing. i still say it could not be maybe it it's says his, it's kid, maybe his it's not. kid his child is across the hall from all these chemicals if he had a
1: kid there you would think somebody would have had to come get the kid when he got popped the first time because they originally set his bail at um for the charges in August. I told you guys I have facts. $75,000. So he hasn't been out since then. But you would think somebody's got to take custody of the kid. That same person you would think (laughs) would get rid
0: of the drug operation in the spare bedroom. Well, I imagine in this situation that there's probably some girl – who had a bright future ahead of her that he probably um, ruined that he talked to online and like fed her a lot of stories about how awesome he was and how he used to be running a huge drug operation in Atlanta. And he had these guys (laughs) named Kenny and Shane, like, you know, as the muscle for him and shit. And he had to slap him around. He was probably a karate expert. Like he always told us. He was a karate expert when he moved here. He was a street fighting expert. He was a hockey star. Um, down there, but he he would tell people about this, and this girl fell in love with him. Like, she thought he was going places, like, he Shane, was the drug king. Remember, people, this is a Shane fantasy. This is a side story. There's no real
1: person that we're talking about. No, I'm we're separating
0: Shane's world from my factual research. Here. Hold on, though. You have factual research, but I lived with the guy for many years. I know how you he works. You have dark fantasies, this is what you have. <laughs> I don't have dark fantasies about him. My wife had to drive a girl home that he invited to our house to have sex with in the middle of the <laughs> night this girl lived like 15 miles away from my apartment paul brought her over to the house in the middle of the night at like 10 30 she shows up got a ride to our house just to have sex with him he on my my door in our apartment (laughs) that's bold right there (laughs) and says nikki can you run this girl home i'm done with her apparently (laughs) so my wife is in the car going "Are, are you proud of yourself <laughs> are, you, are you proud of what you did with Paul? You know, he ain't got no job, right? <laughs> you know, like he's not sweaty like that because he was working or anything like that. It's just because that's the way he is. He's
1: just clammy. <laughs> he's just a like, clammy. Into- that's a true statement. Paul was clammy. So, so I don't know why, we- but he was always kind of clammy. It's like. I really have a cold. What He was one like those two brothers from Sunny Philadelphia. <laughs> they make McBoils. Yeah,
0: the, he was like a he was like a fifth McBoil. So when you say that these are fantasies of mine, yes, this is something that I created. This yes. is something. So that's let's get back to the feel. factual case.
1: Also, Paul learned to drive. Apparently, like, because he they
0: suspended his driver's license on the first charge. When he lived with me, he had no like he had to get a ride. So
1: everywhere
0: we've established the seventy five thousand
1: dollar bail. Well, then they go in and they find the drug thing. They charge him with manufacturing a controlled substance distribution. Now, because I understand child endangerment,
0: he had baggies everywhere. Oh, he, he had, had like,
1: yeah baggies, uh, scales, all the stuff you heat it with the fucking torches. pressure chamber. <laughs> I mean, shit you don't have unless you're making drugs. Um, Yeah, digital scales, all that shit. That's for
0: my stamp collection.
1: <laughs> I'm pressurizing flowers so they last forever, sir. It's how they did it to linen. <laughs> that's really how they did it with linen, but it's okay. Yeah, but that's 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 story. If I were Paul, so Then, exactly then what they I'm dumped the child endangerment and all this other charges on him
0: because his three-year-old
1: child was across the hall from this explosion. <laughs> and add risk. another seventy-five thousand dollars to his bail. So now he's got a bond
0: of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It was it only two seventy-five thousand bales that he had. Yes. Okay. I thought there was a third for some reason. Yeah. Didn't he end up with like a total of five pounds of marijuana?
1: Yeah, there was more marijuana there too. It was like six pounds or something. So they probably raised up to 150 because he's Poe. They listened and they mentioned in the article that he had no job.
0: (laughs) It did mention that he had no job and that he had not had a job history in over a year. No, it was two years. Was it two years? According to the article, it was two years. However, it's not the court documents. I love the court documents. He's read the report and shit. Oh, I read it. the case history. I know what judge he had. Um, but yeah, they said he didn't have a job, but he did have $1,700 on him. And when Paul moved away from living with me, he owed me like $2,800. And I was thinking, so, I'd be willing to settle for 1700 from From September, <laughs> September
1: all the way to April, nothing happened.
0: He just sat in jail? just jail,
1: jail apparently. There's, there's nothing there's, that's in the court records happened. With his kid but living in But then, in, the, with his in April, the- all you have are several, several sessions of... of of court, ca- not cases where they're having a what do they motion call them? Hearings? motion hearings. Okay, and the charges get condensed, and everything gets moved around, changing, and then he's sentenced in June. This just happened. We were all like, "Oh my god, this is actually just now." <laughs>
0: June twenty third, he went
1: into jail, and I found it on June 29th, so I'm pretty up to date. <laughs> so he got sentenced to three years in prison, minimum, and then uh, also like a ten thousand dollar fine. Hold on, let's go back. Let's go back to what all the need get found with. He had scales. You know, you're, you're taking you don't have to go back. We're gonna talk about all the stuff he had, 150000 dollars bond for somebody with no job. Then he only got three years. My theory is that during that time period between September of two thousand sixteen and April of two thousand seventeen, Paul rolled over on somebody. So and that's how he only got three
0: years after all those charges. So he had enough stuff to make dabs to make the, the concentrate. Make wax. People want wax. Exactly. He had over six pounds of marijuana on him. He had scales. He had $1,700 in cash. He also apparently had cash in a safe somewhere on the premises. Yeah. Um, all of this stuff. That's like, dude, he got intent to distribute out the ass with just the pressure changes. That's like a 20 year charge normally. He should have been underneath the jail,
1: like scrubbing shit. Yep. For the next like thirty years. Now my next theory, this is where I'll start to predict the future for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> my next theory is I haven't this heard this. This is Florida. So somebody's running the drugs down there. There's no areas where there's just some hippie that sells weed to everybody. Me, everybody
0: me, is in somebody's territory. Guys. Let me just say that there's probably some gold chains and boats involved. Okay.
1: <laughs> for all those from Florida that are listening, that is Shane stereotyping you. Uh, just because I know Paul Trotter's name is going to probably be on some flags, <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm saying that I predict that Paul rolled over on somebody. So this being Florida, it's either the Mexicans, the Colombians, the Haitians, the Jamaicans. Nobody good. Nobody, nobody, there's several choices, but it, they all none of them really matter because the same outcome comes out.
0: Was my prediction of boats and gold chains wrong? Jamaicans don't really like boats and gold chains. They That's love boats, position. dude. Shut up. They don't
1: love boats. They're, they have to use them. It's not a love hate thing. They it's fucking love
0: boats. Necessity. Dude. They'd rather fly. Ask Mollin. I think honestly, all the uh, Jamaican people I know love boats. Okay. Well, you know what? Like
1: one person, and he probably and you don't know if he likes boats or not. <laughs> I actually
0: haven't spoken to him in like fucking like fifteen years. So yeah, not that
1: long. Jesus. No, it has been. No, dude, 15, we were like, we were like 20, 25, <laughs> no, 15 years ago. <laughs> no, that was like 10 years ago, maybe 11. I
0: am 40 years old. If the heck 15 years ago, I was 25. Well, you weren't 25 when you were a Bama Mala and you were like 28, 29. So anyway, getting back to the story, Kenny is hundred percent correct. There's somebody down there that has, they're like- going to kill Paul <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's got three years to try to get through the prison system where he's probably in
0: protective custody. He's probably somewhere where they don't allow him to interact with anybody because I don't imagine him having that moment. Like if anybody's seen, or he's a dick and they were just like, no, you general pop bitch. (laughs) Have have fun getting killed with a pencil. If If you've seen the second season of daredevil when Punisher like attacks, if you want to see his picture,
1: go to Florida correctional, (laughs) Florida correctional's website, the state of Florida, the correctional department and look up William, P. Trotter. He looks like a fucking retarded
0: sloth. I want to stop, Kenny. I really do. You can stop me. The absolute, tru- the absolute <laughs> truth is, like, all this shit is public knowledge. Like, this is out there. And this is a guy. What's going to
1: sue us from jail? <laughs> He's got to worry about Mexicans and <laughs> Colombians and Jamaicans. Jamaicans and Haitians. Boats and, and, and gold chains. And and Haitians are killing of you with a fucking fish. <laughs> Fuckers are resourceful <laughs> as fuck. How would a Haitian kill you with a fish? Don't <laughs> ask me, I'm not Haitian. Ask Jean jean Jeff or so, whatever his name is. Um Jean 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 Jean-Giroir. Jean-Giroir. So um
0: they yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my shitty roommate Paul. Like th- this guy that was an anomaly. This guy that we thought had disappeared. I thought maybe a hurricane had struck him down. We went legit for years looking for this guy. I mean, I was looking for him. No, it wasn't like a life obsession or anything like that, where I was like... It wasn't oh my for God. me. Shane was obsessed. Um, How I was went looking obsessed? for him, but I
1: figured that he was just selling weed and under the radar. So, sure enough. <laughs> oh, I went to Street View. His, whole, his house was ghetto. <laughs> it was made of concrete. It's not stucco. It's just it's, it's concrete that's painted. Was and he living in like one of those poor houses? It was like, like the, one uh, of those perfectly square houses where you could tell they made it as simple as
0: possible. Is it one of those like one bedroom houses or some shit like that? There might be
1: there were obviously two bedrooms because they oh, the child. Sure, <laughs> there was no, a room. There's usually like three bedrooms in those houses. They're just all shitty. <laughs> and they have one bathroom between the three of them. And there might be like a half
0: bath in the other part. The kitchen's usually part of the living room. I mean, Kenny lives in squalor around here in his apartment. I gotta be honest. Like it's it's dirty over here. But I imagine Paul It's only place- dirty
1: on the weeks you come when I have had the maid here.
0: It's dirty. Okay, guys. It's like if you're a young woman. It's, consider- a, it's 100% no less dirty than his apartment
1: before he got married. 100%. <laughs> Which was 15 years ago, guys. It was 15 years 15 ago. Years let me, let me ago. tell you how much would have changed if he had not gotten married. Nothing.
0: <laughs> Everyone grows up except for Kenny over here who's like, I have somebody come over and clean it. Which basically means she puts all the trash in a trash bag and runs a vacuum over the floor a couple of times. Not really vacuuming it, just kind of moving some shit I around. Told her
1: Quit vacuuming because she does a shitty job vacuuming. Are you going to take up the mantle and start vacuuming, or are you just yeah. like, ah, it's fine? Yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> I got I got a new Dustbuster or a Red Devil vacuum. <laughs> this is all fancy. So yeah, um, we all got, got it on. off Amazon. That's my plug for the week.
0: Do you? Are you getting money from Amazon? You don't know? Let's no, no,
1: <laughs> no. guys. We're going to have to take this offline because I want to talk to. Hey, anybody's. by the way, the Echo Pro, the uh, Echo Dot. It's only $39.99 there now on Amazon, especially if you're a prime member, you get it in two days.
0: So as Kenny has clearly said, he doesn't do any of the work on the podcast. If he's making any Amazon money, I better get a cut of that shit. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to jump right back into talking about my friend Paul, because Kenny has an amendment that he wants to add to the story. And then later on, we got our latest installment of This Week with DeBoss. So check it out. We'll be right back.
1: After these messages.
0: Hello, everyone in the podcast world. This is Gerald, one of the two hosts of Two Peas on a Podcast.
1: I want to ask you to join me and my buddy Andy every week as we discuss current events, pop culture, news, politics, entertainment. Uh, hell, we even talk about robots. We're all over the place, but we try to keep you informed and keep things positive. Go to Two TwoPeasOnAPod.com. Head to our contact page. You can find us on social media and all over the World Wide Web. You can also subscribe on iTunes under Two Peas on a Podcast. Please tune in and we we hope to see you soon we can't see you we're on a damn podcast but we hope that you hear us soon
0: visit two peas on a for more info i don't want to have to
1: fuck you up Smokey. playing with my money is like playing with my
0: emotions now that i'm older has kicked off our very own patreon over at patreon.com slash now that i'm older and i was able to get a couple of thoughts from kenny about our brand new patreon the fuck is a patreon as you can tell he's very excited and so am I now if you don't know what patreon is go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older it's gonna allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older we've got some things that we're gonna need to do and we're gonna need your help with them but if you give us help we're gonna give you something right back things like shout outs from Kenny stickers t-shirts exclusive content all sorts of stuff so go to patreon.com slash that I'm older, and we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon.
1: I thought you were talking about a role-playing character.
0: You thought Patreon was a role-playing character?
1: It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks.
0: Are either one of these any good? Sir?
1: What?
0: Are either one of these any good?
1: I don't watch movies.
0: Well, have you heard anything about either one
1: of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. I'm Don Wrinkle, and everybody's got a podcast. And if you're gonna listen to one, In Poor Taste is the way to go, because it's very greasy. This is Bill Lawyerson to tell you that In Poor Taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued. Oh, Big Tim, here to say, if you listen to In Poor Taste, huh? guess I'll give you a Christmas handy. It's Import Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it it's definitely Australian. Stop asking! Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fatima. Come on down, Import Taste. We take him back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born raised. Listen to Import Taste on the Podsburg network. www.podsburg.com slash taste. For all of your edutainment channel podcast needs. If you guys said they will put. What the hell did you give my buttercup? I just gave him some candy and some chips and some pink popcorn and some funkins. This horse
0: is a diabetic! So, Kenny wanted to record a follow up to our story about uh, my friend Paul, who's in jail currently for distribution and possession. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Anyway, Pow! dude, that is right <laughs> in my fucking ears. Like what everybody, what is it good? It's supposed to be. It's a loud song. Everybody who has headphones on right now fucking hates you. Well, I can't help but have a powerful fucking message. okay we got a little fucking girl voice but anyway (laughs) you go to it on cue so one of the things about my friend paul him being in jail i wanted to send him a care package with a card (laughs) with a card attached that said i heard you move and i told him no (laughs) we are not doing anything of the such why is it that we
1: can't send him a care package because he's gonna be killed by the mexican mafia (laughs) i don't want a connection (laughs) to his sorry ass bad enough he used to live with us so you don't want to talk. If him. they showed up tomorrow and want information, I'd be like, I'll give it to you for free. <laughs> Can I help?
0: <laughs> give me a fucking blade. I'll cut some shit off his ass. First off, why would the mafia show up at your door asking about Paul? Like, the, just because you studied Paul's case online doesn't make you like an because expert. Because I
1: lived there when he lived with you. I mean, they
0: would have already killed you,
1: probably. <laughs> she would have argued with him and not fucking been smart. Oh no, 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 no! I am not going to die for Paul. Okay.
0: <laughs> I have Absolutely. Yeah, but well,
1: you could have been doing it right, and then Nikki
0: came home in the middle of it, and she would have mouthed off to the wrong no. person. No, dude. This is one time that it would have been like, shut your fucking mouth.
1: Shut <laughs> Here your are these people in my mouth. house. Shut up.
0: Shut up. <laughs> they have gold chains and accents. I'm just saying.
1: Anytime there's people with, like, five Escalades here, you need to be quiet. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new house rule. Everybody be quiet when there's more than two Escalades in one place. Because <laughs> there's going to be lots of escalades involved in the killing, Paul. I'm pretty sure. Um, so,
0: my curiosity. But if they
1: came here, I'd be like, "Can, can I get an unmarked gun?" <laughs>
0: yeah, fucking. I want it on the squad. You want the you want the pistol from the end of fucking The Godfather when he shoots the people in the Italian restaurant? It's got tape on the trigger. It's got tape on the fucking hammer. It's got tape fucking everywhere. You have a place in Sicily I could stay for about seven months. I mean. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Sicily. I'm not saying that I would do it, but I'm just saying. If there were a nice Italian woman there that I could fall in love with, that'd be great. I'll, I'll do that in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a racist. I can go there. My curiosity is why the mafia, if if you know this much about Paul, I'm sure you're not the smartest person. Well, you in what the if they came here and just like looking to see if he's reached out to anybody? You don't know. Well, they Dude, they have somebody on their pay. I have watched enough television shows to know that there's somebody. (laughs) This isn't TV. This is the real world, my man. There's somebody in their organization who has computer skills like Felicity. It doesn't matter. We're not fucking
1: with Paul. We're not going to have any connections to Paul whatsoever.
0: You don't want to send him a care package with stuff like housewarming Mm -mm. gifts? Mm
1: -mm. No, I might want to send his picture to
0: known criminals and say, this is the guy that rats on people. Like (laughs) Like I was thinking of sending him like an order form for new stationery. Mm. They're gonna send him a new
1: order for, for a new throat. Colombian necktie, that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want my neck hanging out of a hole in my throat. If you want to play games, <laughs> if your little joke. If you think your joke is good enough to die for, be my guest. I thought it was okay joke, but it wasn't worth like you know risking the Colombians coming after us.
0: I don't know. What if, Donald, I really,
1: what if Donald Trump ties you to him and then they try to throw you outside the other side of the wall? Cause they think you're part of the mafia. <laughs> so I'd become one of the bad ombres. I mean, it's, like, it's not like mm-hmm. they care about whether or not you have the right paperwork or not. <laughs> I see,
0: I don't know. I'm just white enough to well, they, I don't know if that would stick. You I are really pretty, don't. You're pretty over you're pretty white. <laughs> I think between the two of us, the one who's gonna be the most ghetto <laughs> or that like could worry about that would be you. I mean you look like a four, the third free bird. So
1: I mean, that's as white as you can get. The, you, you're actually you're like a third free bird, but you look like you either mean a fourth free bird. <laughs> no there
0: are the always third three one, free the, birds.
1: No, but the third one entered Changed. It was Buddy Michael Roberts, P. S. Terry Gordy. <laughs> exactly. It was always Michael P. S. Hayes. Who Terry was the, Gordy. Terry Buddy Gordy. Roberts. But then Buddy Roberts then, was. Then Buddy. Garver-
0: <laughs> Buddy Roberts left, and then Jimmy Garvin was the third freebird. Right,
1: and Jimmy Garvin was way better than Buddy Roberts. So I don't know that he was way better. He was just a lot more flamboyant. Besides, maybe you be, you look more like you'd be their manager.
0: <laughs> I feel like other. I would always be in a managerial role. I always feel like you need someone to tell you what to do. So if you were in the Freebirds, I would definitely be your manager. That, <laughs> I defi- I'm fabulous. That that is, I would definitely be a part. That of was fabulous. totally Ric Flair's uh, thing. Well, that's, that you just did. That was not a Freebirds thing. So getting back to Paul, <laughs> you do don't the think Ric Flair of the Freebirds. You don't think we should send him a care package? No. Then you see a sympathy.
1: Then you're seen as a sympathetic party. They don't know it's a joke. English is a second language to these
0: people. They don't know the sarcasm as well as you do. So, if you have as many connections as you say you do in the mafia. I know better than the sick care packages because they're trying to kill.
1: That's what I
0: know. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you have this many connections, get in touch with the people that you know, like in prison. No! In the mafia, <laughs> and talk to them. Look, look at your Pandora's box. No! <laughs> What's wrong with you?
1: Now get you want it. me to make an official inquiry to the in the underworld about Paul? No, I want you to go onto the deep web so you can send him a care <laughs> package and aggravate him. Yes, this literally. is why Shane doesn't get to go to these parts of the world with me.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, just reach out to the mafia.
1: This is why we never, never, ever got to take Shane to the <laughs> Bulgarian trips. Ever. If You, you never reach- got to go to the strip clubs with the Bulgarians. If because you- Shane would have got me killed.
0: If you reach out to the Bulgarian mafia and have them talk to the Mexican mafia, letting no. them know that I'm sending a care package. <laughs> no. But the care package <laughs> is going to be a joke. If you just let them know it'll be a joke, then we don't have any problems. Shane, I'm sorry <laughs> I tell
1: you this. They told me I have to be the one to do it. <laughs> I'm about to kill you and your family now. I'm sorry. And that's when I look at you and go, Kenny, I got the same message from the Mexican mafia. God damn it. We're not, we're, <laughs> they're going to blow up the house any second now. You know that, that's right? God damn it. <laughs> that's what you yeah, get. So, dude. no, we're not making any inquiries about Paul in the, in the underworld. I think you need to call the Buc- And Buc- you're not Buc- sending Buc- him a Buc- care Buc- package. Yeah. God Call the Bulgarian Mafia. You're acting like this is an A-plus joke, and this is like a C-plus joke (laughs) at best. The level of effort you want me to put into this is not warranted. Dude, I don't don't
0: understand what the problem is. All I want you to do is make a phone call to someone who's in First of all, if you got money for care
1: packages, those are expensive, and you can buy some shit for the studio (laughs) and get our goddamn advertising budget in place. Care package joke boy over here. He's also buying prize wheels for his fantasy football. (laughs) I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) My idea. Um, You're welcome, people that work at whatever insurance company Shane works at.
0: (laughs) We're not going to talk about that. Um, But I didn't say the name because I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) One called the Bulgarian mafia to call the Mexican mafia to let them know. We don't
1: even know if it's the Mexican or Colombians. We don't even know which mafia we have to call.
0: Just call them and tell them to put a word out to all mafias. Uh-uh. In
1: Russia. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't get any kind of attention. This guy's more, one those guys are connected to Paul Trotter so much. They put an all points bullet into all the families. What the fuck is wrong with you? We sent like a, one of those uh, burn notices. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to go get my cat spray bottle and start squirting you with it right now.
0: I don't understand what the big deal is.
1: <laughs> Apparently you don't. I ain't trying to get killed. Fuck you, bitch. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time!
0: Welcome to another installment of This Week with DeBoss, where one of my real-life Facebook friends who calls herself DeBoss allows me to read her Facebook statuses aloud for you guys so you can get a glimpse of what the thug life really means. Now, let's check in with DeBoss i swear these mfs stay lying don't sit there and tell me one thing and then do another right in front of my face like i don't see or hear the shit you got life fucked all the way up i am not the one love do you but leave me the fuck out of it done told your ass i don't need your damn lies you can have that holla
1: Thank you. Woo! That is why I won't do two shows a night anymore, babe. I won't. I won't do.
0: That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more guys. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap this one up for the night. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up?
1: We're not. We can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on. It doesn't make any sense. And remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others.